0: Hello and welcome to Stuff About Energy Production. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Ray. You can visit us at kimray.com to see our full slate of training materials, tips, tricks, etc. My name is Curtis. I'm here with Kyle Andrews again. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing good, Curtis. How are you? I'm great. And uh, producer extraordinaire, Denny Vandenberg, who is excited to uh, introduce our new sound machine. Now, this is not a new machine. Or it is a new machine. We haven't features we haven't explored yet. Sort of, yeah. It's got a soundboard on it that you guys haven't been wearing headphones before, so I'm the only one who has heard them. Yeah. Uh, And we haven't loaded anything. It's just these are the sounds that came with it. Yeah. We want to hear. I like that one a lot.
1: This is my favorite one right
0: here. It's called Funky.
1: Yep. Let's get down to it. It kind of gets you like in the right frame of mind too if you're
0: hearing our intro music. And then the other ones could be transition. If we do multiple topics, mm-hmm. and, and then, then I'll just clap for us all and the if time. If we say something good, then clap. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. When you're listening to your own voice in headphones, you're really aware of like all the little noises. Mm-hmm. Keeps kinda, your fingers off the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Or phones. Now we need vibrating. a transition.
0: Tra- transition uh, sound effect. Okay. Let's um, do the funk. I like that one. Now we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Our podcast today, this episode, we're going to talk about um, how to how to regulate. Excuse me, how to mitigate some some emissions on your site. So I'm just going to read what's on the page here. Uh, many producers are looking to decrease their exposure to emissions. They're choosing to move to products like non vent regulators. They're rerouting emissions to a VRU capture system. They're using compressed air to actuate their control equipment. And then also incorporating electric power. So today, Kyle, what we're going to do is uh, take a trip uh, visually around a, um, a well site and just look at the different equipment. This is what I, I'm sure working at Kimray. You do the same thing whenever I drive by and pass a site on the highway. I'm always looking for the little red, you know, spots, the yep. little pops of, of red. Uh, on a well site. And I go, okay, those are some Kimray valves. Sometimes they paint them, unfortunately, but
1: yeah, my wife gets annoyed with me because every time we're driving by, I'm like trying like, Oh, look ooh. that right there. This is what this is doing. And yeah. Yeah. she's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she's not even looking, well, but
0: your kids are probably fascinated.
1: <laughs> Sometimes.
0: So I thought we'd do that, uh, with this emission question in mind. So, uh, if I'm a producer and I'm looking around at a site, by the way, how, how would they do that if they have an existing uh property mm-hmm. and functioning well, back at the office, would this be do you know what kind of is it a software thing? Is it a P and ID they're looking at? Or like once the thing's already already done, it's a legacy well or something, how how would they know spreadsheets?
1: So are you saying how do they know what equipment they have on yeah. each location? Uh-huh. Yeah. So a lot of producers will have a, depending on, on what area they're producing in, they'll have kind of like a set um, list of equipment they use for any given area. Mm-hmm. And each location is a little different, but for the most part, it might just be like a copy and paste. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, okay, this is our standard location, um, you know, for this area. And so they know what equipment they'll have that list and so that they can they can know what, what all is out there.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, as you're following along at home, you can either reference your list or if you're listening to this outside, uh, at one of your well sites, you can, you can visually inspect, but we're just going to go through some different products, camera products that may be, uh, emitting gas emissions and, uh, just kind of what we could do to address that. Because a lot of these, uh, Actually, all of these products, there are things we can do to say, oh, yeah, that's we've moved to zero emissions uh, in that application with this product. Um, so we're just going to kind of rapid fire some questions here. So let's start with uh, a back pressure regulator, Kyle. So um, what is the back pressure regulator doing in a sentence or two?
1: Yeah, so the back pressure regulator uh, regulates upstream pressure, so the pressure before the regulator – It's used on separation equipment um, to hold a set pressure so that you can move the liquids throughout the system. You don't want uh, uncontrolled pressure um, in your system. It just makes it more difficult to uh, achieve certain goals and and to move uh, liquids from separator to storage or, or to other separators. And so you want consistent controlled pressure. And that's what the back pressure regulator does.
0: Okay, does it emit during normal operation?
1: During normal operation, it does vent. So how it works is there is a uh, diaphragm uh, that gets pressurized, and that's what closes the valve. To open the valve, that volume of pressure has to be vented to allow the valve to come open and to regulate. So during normal operation, it does vent uh, some amount of uh, gas.
0: And so... Are there options if I look at that and go, okay, well, I want that to, I want to get rid of the emissions coming from that specific Mm -hmm. product. What options does Kim Ray
1: So there's a couple of different things you can do. You can convert it to a non-vent regulator, uh, which just redirects that vented gas uh, back downstream of the regulator. You can do that for both our back pressure regulator and our pressure reducing regulator. Uh, That conversion looks a little bit different between the two, but functionally, it's doing the same thing. It's just rerouting that vented gas downstream of the valve so that it's still contained. It doesn't admit. And that's a matter of
0: basically changing my tubing out? Yep. Yep. So
1: changing out the tubing on a back pressure regulator, you are tubing the vent port to the oil bowl and then the oil bowl to the downstream side of the valve. In a PR regulator, it looks a little bit different, but same principle. You're just capturing that uh, venting gas and gas and redirecting it downstream of the valve. The other option that we have uh, is outside supply. So using compressed air
0: um, to to operate the valve. All right, very good. So with the back pressure regulator or pressure reducing mm-hmm. regulator, you can move it to um, non-vent or you can move to outside supply. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of uh, material about that on our website. And one thing
1: about outside supply, um, if you're if you're visually looking or listening for points of emission with the outside supply regulator, it still vents. Uh, it, it may look and sound exactly like a standard back pressure valve venting because you hear the little hiss of pneumatics coming out. Um, what you need to do is verify that that is just air because um, especially if you're having a third party, come look at your locations and your equipment um, and maybe they're unaware that you're using compressed air, um, they might ping you for emissions. Um, because even they hear it. Because they hear it. And so even um, some, you know, camera equipment that they're they're looking at, that it can pick up that air, and it'll read it as emissions. Mm. So you got to be careful. You know, it's just a, another piece of education that you have to educate people on. Like, hey, you know, this is a... Um, this is just venting air. Air venting into the atmosphere is no big deal. Um, so you just have to make people aware of that. Yeah,
0: that's good. All right. Next product is a pilot-operated high-pressure control valve. So the emissions on this um, would come from the pilot, right? So does, does it normally emit normal operation?
1: It does. Again, much like our regulator, uh, during normal operation, it has to vent that pneumatic signal you know, that's either closing or opening that control valve. Um, People will ask, you know, what are the emissions from the control valve? There are no, under normal operation, there are no uh, emissions from the control valve because everything vents back through the pilot. So the pilot is sending that pneumatic signal to the control valve, and then when there's a change in position that happens in that control valve, that pneumatic signal vents back through the pilot itself.
0: And so the pilot's going to be kind of a little hat-shaped device on attached yeah. to the the package, right? Yeah,
1: most often it's right on the top works of the control valve. Uh, you'll see that you know the the tubing. We call it a, a package buildup. Um, so you'll see stainless steel tubing going between the different components. But the pilot, the 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 component with the adjustment screw on top, is what uh, is venting that signal.
0: All right, so. Um, What is a way that we can reduce or eliminate the emissions coming from the high-pressure control valve pilot?
1: Yep. So you can use outside supply, so like the regulators. Um, So compressed air, bringing that in uh, to the pilot itself. You cannot change it to non-vent like our regulators um, because our pilot only uses 30 psi of supply air or gas. Um, It's hard to find a spot to push that that low-pressure gas normally with a control valve package or a high pressure control valves they're being used in high pressure applications um, you know if let's say you have uh, 300 psi line pressure and you're using 30 psi to actuate that valve you can't push 30 pounds into 300 pounds so in those applications you have to use uh, to, to stay away from emissions you have to use either uh, compressed air um, or you have to have some kind of low-pressure gas gathering system like a VRU or, or some other means to capture that low-pressure gas.
0: Um, and then we haven't talked about this yet, but you could also install an electric actuator there. Yep.
1: yep. So another way to eliminate emissions is to go electric. That way you're not using any kind of pneumatics. Again, that's really just going to be up to the producer. Do they already have power available on location? You know, even to set an air compressor, you've got to bring in power, you know, to run an air compressor. Um, so that's, you know, that's the decision people are making now is weighing their options and trying to see what's going to be most cost effective.
0: And you mentioned the other day, any of our pilots can be uh, used with outside air, right? Absolutely. So yep. you got power.
1: Any of our any of our pilots um, can be used, and all it needs is 30 psi. So you don't need a very large compressor or high-pressure compressor. Uh, just 30 psi will will actuate any of our pilots.
0: All right. Next product is the liquid level controller. So, um, does it emit during normal operation?
1: Yep. So it does. Um, you know, the liquid level controller could be considered like a pilot. Really, any any of our uh, products that use the pilot plug are the pilot, and that's always going to be the piece that that vents. Um, and so like liquid level controllers, um, they do vent, so they are uh, sending a pneumatic signal to a dump valve when it's time to dump. Um, when the liquid level drops inside the separator, it has to vent that signal, so that way the
0: valve um, goes closed. All right, so it's going from the valve back to the controller and then out of the pilot of the controller. Correct. Okay.
1: Um, same thing with, with uh, the liquid level controllers. Outside supply can be used. Okay. Um, or you need a low-pressure gathering system because, again, it's just 30 PSI is all that's coming out of that liquid-level controller.
0: Okay. So, so how, to, how to reduce or eliminate, route it to a, a VRU or yep. some kind of gas-gathering system, or use outside supply?
1: Or use outside supply.
0: So with the outside supplies, Kyle, I know there's there's some safety considerations we have to make, right? So uh, what, what else? Tell me more about that outside supply Conversion process.
1: In our regulator, <clears throat> you have the supply. Um, you have the supply on one side of a diaphragm, and basically the sensed pressure or uh, more or less line pressure on the other. Uh, so, if that diaphragm were to fail for any reason, you could have the potential of air and gas mixing. To eliminate that, our regulator with outside supply has uh, two redundancies built in, or two diaphragms. One is holding back the supply side or compressed air. The other one is has the gas stream on it. Um, so if one of those diaphragms were to fail, that is just going to be venting to atmosphere instead of mixing. The regulator at that point is going to stop operating correctly, and so you will be alerted that something is wrong, and you will Go out there and, and be able to fix it.
0: Um, so that's an important point on this this outside supply regulator is there is a conversion process and it's very important that you follow that process. Correct. Yeah. If safety. you are
1: if you are converting, if you're ordering it from us as a outside supply regulator, it will already come set up to to work as it should. But if you are making that conversion, um, you do there is a process to follow and there's some extra pieces that you can use to ensure that you have that double redundancy set up. With the standard regulator, you can put outside supply to it, but there is the potential for that air and gas to mix. And so we always want to convert it the correct way.
0: All right, so there's one more product that we were going to touch on that uh, vents during normal operation, and that is our temperature controller. Um, So where does that vent from, Kyle?
1: Yep. So again, it uses the pilot plug. So it's going to vent from the thermostat. Um, It's operating, you know, low-pressure control valves typically, Uh, so it's sending a signal to those. When there's position change, it vents all the way back through that tubing through the thermostat itself and and vents to the atmosphere. And this is uh, always in a burner application? True or false? So... No, well, that would be false. Uh, It can be used anywhere where you're wanting to control temperature. Okay. Uh, Some producers will use this on compressors to monitor uh, discharge temperature of Mm -hmm. the gas. If gas uh, is getting too hot, uh, this thing can actuate louvers uh, on the compressor to cool the gas more. That's a new word for Um, me. Yep. Louvers. Louvers, big louvers. Um, And so uh, it can be used any application where
0: you're trying to monitor or control temperature. Okay. Uh, So there are options for making it uh, a zero emission product. Correct. Again, it's just
1: outside supply. Um, uh, You can bring compressed air into it, 30 PSI, or capture the vented gas with a a low pressure gas gathering system.
0: So similar, similar options and no conversion needed, just you need to change your tubing.
1: Yep. Basically, instead of uh, grabbing the gas supply from somewhere on location, you're just bringing air into it instead of the gas.
0: All right. Now, a few products we wanted to hit that don't normally vent, uh, shouldn't vent during normal operation, but important to check to see if there's failure going on because uh, as there's production fluid moving through there, they could vent if there's a a failure of some sort. So the first one we'll touch on is uh, a lever-operated dump valve. Yep.
1: Yep. So common wear point on the lever-operated dump valve is the valve packing. So the packing is just sealing the process fluid um, uh, around the stem. So the stem has to be able to move back and forth to open and close the dump valve, um, but you want to contain that pressure that's inside. Um, so it is a adjustable packing. Um, so as the packing is wearing, you can start to see it leak, to help prevent that, you could just need to tighten the packing. There might be a few out there still that have non-adjustable packing, but our adjustable packing just needs to be turned maybe an eighth or a quarter turn to get that to, to stop leaking. If you adjust it too much or tighten it too much, you can prevent that valve from functioning or from moving, which causes even more issues. So that's just a a visual check. You'll be able to see it leaking Mm -hmm. uh, visually from the outside. What are you going to see in that situation? So it depends on if you are using it in a water application or an oil application. Uh, You might see a bunch of salt buildup on the outside if it's a water application, Uh, oil application. You might see oil or dirt stuck to it. A lot of the times, once you get a little bit of a liquid accumulation on the outside of the valve, Blowing dust and debris is just going to stick to it, so it's just going to look like a big mess. Yeah. Um, but you'll be able to tell that it's starting from that packing. Yeah.
0: Um, similar situation with the weight-operated dump valve, is that right?
1: Yep, so same style of packing, uh, adjustable, uh, so same things to watch out for um, on those.
0: All right. Uh, and then we talked about the pilot for the high-pressure control valve, but the, the valve itself— Shouldn't be emitting. Correct. But if if it is, what does that look like? How do you know?
1: So again, it's uh, a valve packing. So we have a stem that moves, um, open and closed, but it also has to contain that pressure inside of the valve. And so there is a valve packing. That one is not adjustable for our high pressure control valves. Uh, if that is leaking, you do have to repair the valve. And so that's a that's a, a breakdown of the valve. You know, you depressurize, uh, take the stuffing box out. Um, Some producers will have a rebuilt stuffing box ready to go, and so they just it's a relatively fast change if you're replacing the entire stuffing box and trim. They might have one ready to go, pull one out, put the other one back on. It just takes a couple minutes to do it that way, and then they, at a later time, will rebuild the stuffing box that they took out.
0: Okay, then one other one uh, that would be connected to a lever-operated dump valve is our trunnion hmm So the trunnion, again,
1: uses a stem and stuffing box. They are adjustable. So again, you're just visually checking to make sure that it's not leaking um, from the stuffing box. If it is, try adjusting the packing. Uh, there is a limit to how much you can adjust the packing. So at a certain point, you do have to replace the packing uh, if you run out of that adjustment. Uh, but just visually check, make sure it's not leaking.
0: All right, there you go. That's eight products you can check. To make sure uh, your emissions are, are in check and you're, you're doing what you can to, to mitigate your exposure to, to emissions. Uh, appreciate your time. Kyle, we will have links to this specific blog and also some other resources that we mentioned in today's show notes. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time on Stuff About Energy Production.